Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. to the hollow sky podcast we are your host steven and kyle and thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us today and thank you for telling all your weird friends to check us out because that's what keeps this train rolling facts the hollow sky train you guys putting in the work spreading the word we appreciate you you're the best agreed Agreed. Kyle's got a story put together for us today. I don't have any idea what it's about. Sick. But it's going to be cool. It's good. Regardless, first we got to get through all of our business, so you know the drill. Check us out at all our social medias. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast and come and hang out with us. Share memes, weird shit, creepy articles, funny shit, just whatever. Build a good community. Be a good person. It's as easy as that. If you have a paranormal experience you'd like to share with us and get featured on a future show, Kyle is going to tell you how to get it to us. Old school way. Record yourself on your smart device. Smoke signals. Record yourself on your smart device. Then email it over to the email, which is hollowskypodcast at gmail.com, or you can new school it and call the phone or text the phone, and it's going to be 1618-556-0837. Get us your stories. Let's go. Let's get fucking weird. Let's get weird. With that phone blowing up, send us stuff. Yeah, it's probably going to get crazy. Blow it up. Not in real life. Probably going to get cray-cray. Not literally, figuratively. Definitely figuratively. There's a whole bunch of different ways you can support the podcast. First off, the very best way is just to share it around all your social medias, tell all your friends who are interested in podcasts or paranormal stuff. Just get our name out there. Help us grow. Best way you can support us. We also have some other ways you can support us. We have a Venmo that you can throw a few bucks in if you'd like to buy us a Monster. Monster. Because they're delicious. They are really, really good. 
and we appreciate you. So to all our monster buyers out there, the rest of this monster's for you. We also have a Patreon. Search us up, patreon.com, Podcast. Go out and check the different tiers we have set up. You can subscribe to that. And we've got some dope stickers, some buttons, some magnets, a tier where you can get a t-shirt after a while. We do extra content. We try to release an extra episode every week or every other week. And uh, you get that too. So it's pretty much a win-win. So hop over there and do that if you want to. Another good way you can support us is by going to your podcatcher that you listen to your podcasts on and leave us a rating and review. Preferably five stars, but however you're feeling at the time is fine. If you do leave us a five-star rating and review and I can find it, I will gladly shout you out. Today's five-star rating and review is brought to us by Do1016. Awesome show, five stars. Just discovered you through the Confessional Podcast. You guys were awesome on the Stardust Ranch episodes as well. Well, Do1016, you're awesome on every episode. Agreed. Because you took the time to leave us that dope rating and review, and that helps us become more visible in the world of podcasts. So we appreciate you. Very the much. the best. Very, very much. We have our listener encounter paranormal story of the day. This comes from our website, actually. I, sometimes I forget that that's there, and I need to pay more attention to it. But it comes to us from Allie from South Carolina. It's titled, Night Things. Hollow Sky. Parentheses, hello ski. I thought to myself, what an inviting title, saying hello right away. Anyways, I have some stories from my childhood that I will add to your collection of night things. From two to eight years old, my mother told me that every night I would sleep talk and sleepwalk. I remember when I had fevers, I'd have visions of many boxes going into each other, much like a tesseract or hypercube, hypercube would. But slanted diagonal, and my mom said I would talk to the walls at night, standing up in my bed, having full-blown conversations. Too bad smartphones weren't invented back then because she said I'd say a lot. From 9 to 15 years old, I was a straight-A kid, always doing what was right, and taught that there was nothing out there, including... Hold up. And I was taught that there was nothing out there, including Sky Daddy, Gods, Paranormal Junk, or Conspiracies. Around 16, I started having sleep paralysis. I lived in a small town in southern Arizona by the border where Mexican gang violence and wild desert parties happened. I never saw them. I was a shelter kid and hadn't even touched alcohol or any other drugs. But that's when my sleep paralysis really kicked off. It was around 2000 to 2002... One night, I woke up to something bothering my feet. I was unable to move my body. When I looked down, I could see the figure, a tall, skinny man with a wide grin and no eyes at the foot of my bed. I felt and saw him come onto my bed by my legs, and I couldn't move, feeling like a 100-pound weight was on my stomach. Suddenly, my willpower allowed me to move, and I threw a pillow at him. He vanished. I reached over to turn on my green banker's light. Sometimes when I pulled the chain, the light wouldn't come on. Well, that happened, and the wide grin man was there. I shot back and threw another pillow at it, and then sat on my bed looking at the spot for a while and just blinked, trying to get my eyes to adjust better. I've never told anyone because I've always tried to logic it away in my mind because that stuff doesn't exist. I've had a few other experiences with the same skinny wide grin man, always when I'm sleeping, and him barely out of view. 
I've never had him show up anywhere else but in that house in southern Arizona, but the experience was the, but that experience was the scariest. 21 to present, I delve into the world of drugs pretty heavily in college as you do. But my most intense experiences came when I was stone cold sober. I was living in New Hampshire in 2019 in an old house that had been updated. The door to the basement opened to the half bathroom we had on the ground floor. One night I was watching TV. The television is on the wall next to the basement door and half bathroom. I watched my husband come out of the basement, go into the half bathroom, and turn the light on. I thought nothing of it until I heard kids crying upstairs. I went to go check on them and almost had a heart attack because there was my husband changing the movie the kids were watching. I said to him immediately, there's someone in the house downstairs. He flew past me down the stairs and I could hear him searching. I told the kids to hide and ran for the safe. He ran back up and said, there's no one down there. I told him what I'd seen. He said the bathroom light was off, but the basement door was wide open. I fucking don't know what the fuck. I have other stories ranging from my friend in Ohio seeing a weird box floating above her house to my husband's friend seeing a Grim Reaper-like dude in the middle of a road in Texas. I'm no longer of the belief that there's nothing there. I just want to know what. Love your podcast. I've been listening for a few months now, and it's the one I look the most forward to now. Well, Allie from South Carolina, thank you so much for the kind words, first off. We're pretty stoked that we're your most look forward to podcast. Yeah, that's, that's that's interesting. That's dope. Thanks for taking the time to submit your story as well. Oh, all right. Let's unpack this. Um, the sleepwalking and sleep talking reminds me of my little brother. I have a funny story that I'll probably tell this before, but whatever. Me and my mom were watching television one night, sitting on the couch. My little brother Dylan had already went to bed as he was young. He comes wandering out of the bedroom, looks directly at me. I'm sitting on the couch by myself. My mom's in the recliner off to the other side of the room. He looks directly at me and he goes, who's that next to you? Awesome. And I'm like, I look at my mom. I'm like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> and I'm like, who's where? And he just looks right at me. He goes, that man sitting right next to you. I'm like, all right, F this. So and then he turned around and went back to bed. Wow, of course he did. Why like, not? Sick. Thanks, bro. Um, it's interesting that we come upon this story because we're recording a bunch of uh, episodes tonight, and we earlier in the night we did one on sleep paralysis about our experiences with it and stuff, and you too had sleep paralysis, but I don't know if it's uh, stereotypical sleep paralysis, for lack of a better term, because you essentially talk about the grinning man being there but you also mentioned that you only encounter the grinning man in this Arizona house so I feel like the paralysis you were having is more linked to this entity that's probably specifically tied to that location as opposed to experiencing sleep paralysis on a wider scale if that makes sense yeah for unless sure. you've experienced it outside of this Arizona house which you can message us back and let us know. But if it, if the sleep paralysis and the grinning man went hand in hand, he probably, whatever entity that was probably had more bearing on it than it being a sleep, than sleep paralysis having a bearing on the entity. Yeah. And you were, you were able to react to this entity as well. Yeah. Especially by throwing your pillow. Yeah. And just attacking it, which is dope. Good for you. Yeah. I probably would have just laid there and like 
please go away. <laughs> it's creepy that like you talk about it actually messing with your feet. Yeah, that's terrifying. Which we've kind of halfway covered and it's the with the relative same description before too. Yeah. You did that episode. I might have been labeled Grinny Man. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. You were a sweet ass jumpsuit. I wish I had a jumpsuit. Same. People on Facebook want us changing subject, but people on Facebook want us to buy matching Adidas tracksuits. I'd be okay with that. Uh, some gal on there offered to buy us dope ass fake chains, and I said we'd wear them as long as they were the all seeing eye symbol. I yeah, I don't see I a problem with that. Anyway, sorry, got sidetracked. Back to it. Uh, the story about your husband walking into the room, but also being on another side of the house. We've uh had one of those encounters like that too. Yeah, and for sure. It's really hard to narrow it down to whether or not is it, it is a doppelganger or a time slip or an alternate reality even. But the thing that ties us in to making the whole thing way more physical is that your basement door was open. Yeah. That's fucked up. It is. It, it would be creepy nevertheless, no matter which of the three that are possible scenarios that it is. It would be bizarre to see who you presume is your significant other interact with the world around you and then you go upstairs only to find your significant other in the room with your children. That's a little bizarre. Yeah. It leads you to that old conundrum of which significant other is the real significant right. other. Not to freak you out, but always something to think about. That's true. Uh, yeah, if you want to hit us up with your other stories, I'm hella interested in your Texas Grim Reaper. That's for sure. I don't think we've had a Grim Reaper story. I don't think so either. And the floating box in Ohio. You know what? Send them all. Send them all to Let's us. Go. You can even call our new phone number and leave us a voicemail. Or you can call us and we can talk on, on air. Whatever yeah. you want to do. Help Let's us. Go. Let's go. Help you, Allie from South Carolina. But thank you for taking the time to leave the kind words and writing us with your paranormal experience. You're the best. Now, on to Kyle's whatever he's got together drum roll drum roll he's playing air drums over here yeah so i decided to write an episode on the dulce underground military base also known as a dumb and the story which involves phil snyder because he claims to have had a encounter where in this base he fights aliens <laughs> Big alien war, all this crazy oh, yes. shit, right? So I, I have actually never ever heard, like I've heard of the the dumbs and stuff yeah. like that, but I've never looked into them. Like I've seen other podcasts do episodes on them, but I never listened to it. So well, this, this story's be, fucking crazy. This is gonna be <coughs> brand. New. So this is this is the direction that I wanted to go. So I start, I pull up a documentary, I I. Buy a book. I open a ton of tabs on the, the website, on the Google and what have you. And I start digging into this book, trying to find a, a good place to start. I'm kind of skimming through. But like I said, I'm initially trying to focus on this underground base and the story of Phil Snyder. Well, I start reading things that blow my fucking mind. And I'm like, well, I got to back this up. <laughs> that's the best kind of research right and i and I, I initially wanted to like present it as like okay here's here's dulce new mexico here's what it's kind of like 
Well, it gets, it's a lot fucking weirder than that. So I'll start it off, you know, in the, in the town of Dulce, New Mexico, and some of the strange things that have happened around the area. Now, on, on June 13th, 1976, there was an officer, Gabe Valdez, and he gets a phone call from one of the local ranchers. And the rancher's like, hey, man, one of my cows is dead. And this was Gabe's day off, and he's like, "So what? Okay, like, I will call uh, whomever I need to call, send him out there." And the rancher's like, "No, man, listen, like this this is a lot weirder than just a typical dead cow. There there's some really fucking bizarre things." So the the cops like, "Well, what do you mean?" And he's like, "Something cut my cow up, man, and it cut it up in pretty odd ways." The cow was missing all of its reproductive organs. Not far away from this cow, there were three circular impressions in the dirt that looked like some type of aircraft had landed there. Furthermore, there was some type of oily residue on the dirt as well. And it goes on later on to say that it was like a yellowy substance. So... Gabe's like, all right, whatever. I'll come check this shit out. Now, from the, what can only be assumed as the aircraft location, the rancher also found what he assumed was footprints coming from this location to the cow, back to the aircraft. Sketch. So it's definitely a little bizarre. That is weird. It's like classic <laughs> cattle mutilation, though. Right. So, next morning, Gabe, the you know the officer, he arrives, inspects the cow. The cow was missing its tongue, left ear, udder, and rectum. They all had been taken with precise cuts. Did he uh, say rectum nearly killed him? I don't believe so, but it's possible. There was also... I'll see myself out. There was also no trace of blood, which, like you said, all, all this classic so far is just cattle classic mutilation. cattle mutilation. So the officer, he tells the rancher that he had been getting reports of, you know, because they're kind of shooting back and forth here, just kind of bullshitting. And the officer's like, you know what? I've been getting a lot of strange reports of orange lights in the area. Also, there's been a lot of reports here lately of unmarked helicopters. So right away, I mean, you're going right into like typical UFO conspiracy. Yeah. One, one Oh one. Right. You got unmarked black helicopters cruising over your ranch. Right. Probably something not cool going on. Right. So, they called some people, had them come out and collect samples of the dead cows. Because at this point, there was more than one cow that had been found dead. Oh, shit. They kept finding the same markings around the cattle as well. So they keep finding the circular imprints from the craft, the, the, foot, the footprints from the craft, so on and so forth, and even the oily substance. Now... On the samples that came back, they found that the animals tested positive for blackleg, 
which is most commonly caused by colostrum chavoy. I really don't know what that word is, but that's the best shot I can take. There were also unidentified strains of colostrum in the heart chambers. Now, black leg is structurally similar to anthrax, but black leg, I, I guess, is usually contracted when these animals start eating contaminated grass. During this investigation, the authorities were having trouble getting places to work with them. So they started, they're like, okay, this is, this is weird. The fact that there is an unidentified strain of colostrum, there's a bunch of, we need to get more opinions on this. So they start sending it out to universities and so on and so forth. Well, these universities started shutting them down. We're not going to fucking help you. We want no part of this. That's not a good sign. Either. No. So they kind of revert back to helping themselves. They end up peeling the skin back on the neck of one of the cattle. They found two large puncture marks, which is assuming how they would drain the animal of all their blood. They would just let the heart pump it out into, you know, whatever they're collecting it, I guess. Some of the cattle also had signs of being subjected to high doses of radiation which could explain why their decomp rate was different and why predators wouldn't touch them. And ironically enough, some of the investigators were actually experiencing nausea, vomiting, telltale signs of being exposed to radiation. Weird. Where was this at? Dulce, New Mexico. I guess I should have paid attention. So from here, we go back to the lights in the sky there was this story where in this area, the cops would actually start to chase these lights. Now, what I find extremely interesting is that once they would get close and radio the object's location to other officers, the object itself would completely disappear and then reappear in another location, which is kind of fucking bizarre because it almost makes you think that they're somehow intercepting radio transmissions. There was another story here where the police had been chasing this object and they quote unquote surround it. So you basically have a squad car at the north, south, east, and west of this object. There was an officer and he's like, all right. He gets on the radio and he's like, Shoot this motherfucker down. Start shooting at it. We're taking it to the ground. It's just full sin, fellas. Yeah. But as he radios it in, the craft starts to take off. So you had a group of officers on each side of it. The light started to fly towards the north. So it goes toward the north squad squad car. And at this point is when he's like, he gets on the radio again and he's like, all right, hey, it's coming right at you. Start shooting at this thing. Well, the cops to the east, south, and west could clearly see the craft, but the cop to the north, the one it was flying to, couldn't see it. Gone. So to him, the, the craft was completely invisible. He could hear something overhead. He says it sounded like a small tractor flying over him, but he couldn't see it at all. 
the other cops could see it clear as day. So it almost was like it had this whole like a, a semi cloak? cloaking reflecting reflecting light from the front. Yeah. That's bizarre. Isn't it? Later on when the officer who ordered to open fire was headed back to the station, the object reappears and as it reappears, his radio starts to freak the fuck out and the object kind of flies over top of him at a super high rate of speed, almost in a way of being like, deuces, bitch. It's flexing. Yeah, exactly. As it sees itself out. Another interesting note, they would witness one main object in the sky, and then smaller objects would break away from it and start doing their own thing. Like it was sending out little ones, which we heard in Robot Aliens. Yeah, and I saw there's been a flap of videos going around, I can't remember where, of UFOs within the last year doing the exact same shit. Really? Yeah, splitting off into multiple smaller crafts. I've seen it in the light ones, where you see the light in the sky and then it kind of bloop. Yeah. Almost like it duplicates itself, like a cell would. There's some of them that almost like, some of them are fucking crazy. You have like one big light, and it's it's like it's dropping other lights out of it. It almost looked fluid, like liquid. That's weird. Full. I haven't was, seen those. It was weird. I would, I I always think to save the videos, but then I just sit there until the thought goes away. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is fucking crazy. As soon <laughs> as I read this, I, I even start to drop a little nugget on discord you know because when i when i stumble on to fucking super weird shit it's almost like i get excited and i gotta tell somebody about it and this is just i don't know anyway so they get together and they're trying to figure out like are these objects connected to the cattle mutilations like what what's yes. what's going on here i figured it out for you yes they are <laughs> <laughs> so these guys they start brainstorming so all the mutilations happen at night. They happen in remote locations. All the cows have been four years old or very young heifers. So the question is, how are these cows being selected? Huh. And one of the guys throws out the the idea, you know, is it possible that they're being marked from the air in advance? Interesting. So they start... They start to run with this theory. They they feel like it has weight. They're like, all right, let's let's run with this. How are they marking them? And one of the guys is like, it would have to be marked in a way that the human eye couldn't see them. They came they came up with a theory. If the animals were marked with almost like an invisible ink, it would show under ultraviolet rays. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So, which, and how they fucking. That's exactly what I was just, that's exactly what I was just thinking to myself. Like, 
who in the hell sits there and thinks, you know what? Invisible ink on the cows. Right. So they decide to test the theory. They pick a herd of cattle and decide to watch them through the night. They go out. They set up a squeeze chute. And they have about 100 head of cattle. And they start funneling them through this squeeze chute. Now they're looking at them with their whatever the fuck they're like using. A black light. I guess so. They actually find three four-year-old calves and two young heifers that have a bright fluorescent splash on their backs and top sides. Get the fuck out of here. So they cut the hair from the animal and they save it. I'm sure they, they send it off for tests and everything else. They, they save it. Now, after four weeks, the fluorescent splash just shuts off like a light switch. Doesn't illuminate anymore at all whatsoever. Done. On the cattle or on the test? On the hair that they cut from the cattle. Did the cattle that were marked get mutilated? I don't believe so. It didn't it didn't go in to say that they were regardlessly mutilated. What the fuck? And dude, it's weird. So they are being marked. Well, essentially the theory is that they're being marked from the air. With almost like a paintball gun. But even but even though they're marked <laughs> doesn't mean they're going to be subject Taken. to mutilation. Right. They're but I'm just, assuming... they're just probably in that realm of what to choose from. Right. Could you imagine if you were one of the dudes checking those cattle for like black light UV splashes and you run your fucking hand under the black light and you're marked? Bro, it's exactly what I was thinking when I posted the shit to Discord. It made me think, I'm like, what in the, what if they mark motherfucking people like this? Or what if, what if they put a splash on your roof? Oh, God. <laughs> Right, I'm burning my house down. Right, like that because I, I don't know if it was Kenneth or whoever it was. I was like, the implications of this are fucking terrifying. Like to start exercising these thoughts. That was my first. Are fucking terrifying. The first thing that I thought was like one of these dudes is just like herding these cattle up and runs himself underneath that black light, and his his homie's gonna be like, "Bro, we got it to talk about." Yeah, we got some problems here. <laughs> That'd be the worst. Oh, dude, it'd be terrible. So, you know, they go back to the lights. The The cop, he gets a call from a nearby town. He decides that, yes, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go check it out. The witness reports a bright orange object with, it had, it was accompanied by like a low crackling noise. The The person who called it in initially thinks my neighbor's house is on fire. They need help. Well, they get to looking a little closer, and they said that the light was actually coming from a dish-shaped object. The craft was hovering over a pickup truck, and when the craft finally left, they found a light gray flaky substance on the windshield of the truck. So they collected them and sent it off. The flakes were almost, they, they describe them as almost like uh, paint chips. The test results showed high levels of magnesium and potassium. 
They included traces of platinum, vandium, barium, and trontium. I'm not a scientist, so don't hold those to me. You're not? No, not at all. <laughs> Did uh, Rewind, I may, I may have missed this because I was looking up the area that this was compared to like Roswell and other sites. But on the initial first cattle mutilation where they found the tracks and stuff, yeah. did they run that weird yellow substance? I don't believe so. <clears throat> they might have. I didn't, right. I didn't, I I didn't catch make sure that I didn't, part. I just want to make sure I didn't miss Yeah, that. I didn't catch that part. Or I haven't gotten to it yet. Because I probably would have done that if I were an investigator. Yeah, because this is definitely going to be a couple-parter. I did not expect to find all this solid gold. Hell yeah. Kyle, rolling in the deep. Oh, dude, it's crazy. If those if those elements found in that flaky stuff has any specific bearing, I'm sure someone smart could figure that out. Yeah. But, anyways, scroll back down just a little bit. And I'm gonna Google. There you go. You're good. Okay. Anyways, so this is where it kind of screws with my brain again because I I really enjoy the way these guys think. So they the guys looking into this, they're like, all right, so. What if, just throw this out there, what if these flakes that we were finding were actually the remains of an onboard experiment related to the mutilations? Like maybe maybe all the organs and stuff that they took, in a way, I guess, was they cremated them and dumped them out? Oh. Or, or whatever experiment turned it into this gray flaky substance and they were just getting rid of it and then one guy throws this out there which fucks with my head he goes what if they're trying to mislead us because every time we think we're onto something we get a curveball and it puts us in a new direction and I'm like you guys are on par with this conspiracy shit like the Saracena entity trying to yeah Fool everybody into letting him out. Right. So, you know, weird things keep happening. And around this time, around this town, the, the town starts noticing that one of the fucking tombstones on the outskirts of town is glowing. <laughs> what? Yeah. So... You had two cops driving down the road, and they see it, and they think that there is an active mutilation going on right then and there. So the cop from earlier that screams, shoot the fucker out of the sky, he decides, him and his partner, he's like, all right, grab your shotgun and all your ammo. We're marching in there, and we're putting an end to this right now. And the one cop goes, how about I just... Cover you from the road here. <laughs> it's like, nah, dog. And you know the the gun. I'm not going into the radioactive cemetery. Right. Today. The gung ho cop kind of has that slight moment of hesitation, but he he just he's like, I'm going in. Don't give a shit. Grabs a shotgun, couple rounds, marches into the cemetery, and ironically enough, he gets close. To the cemetery, the light shuts off. Of course it does. It's gone. 
That would make it even worse almost. Yeah. Like now it's trying to hide from you. Right. So he kind of, the, the cop that screams shot, you know, shoot the, uh, the craft down remembers what happened prior, how the craft flies over the dude to the North and he can't see it, but all the other cops can still see it clear as day. So dude in the cemetery who approached the tombs or the, the area with the glowing light radios back to the guy on the road and says, Hey, can you still see that light? And he says, yeah, I, I can see it clear as day. You know, and the other guy's like, well, I can't see it at all. So the guy from the road starts to direct him because he can kind of see his silhouette starts directing him toward the light and finally gets him to the position of where the light is. And that's how they decide that it it's a tombstone glowing is what it is. It's weird that he can't see it as well. It's mm-hmm. like the, the, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. Like now, the light almost, it's almost like it's, it ref, reflects in a way that person looking directly at it can't see it. Yeah. Interesting note. Looked up Van Adi- Vanadium. It's a chemical element with the symbol V, atomic number 23. It's a hard, silvery, gray, malleable transition metal. The elemental metal is rarely found in nature. Oh, cool. Once it's isolated artificially, the formation of an an oxide layer somewhat stabilizes free metal against further oxidation. What is vanadium used for? Vanadium is used to make steel alloys for use in space vehicles, nuclear reactors, aircraft carriers, etc., Of course it is. Why would space vehicles and nuclear reactors? Of course it is. So it's UFO related. Clearly, like, what are the chances? It literally says space vehicle. What are the chances of that? That they find, (laughs) they see a UFO over a fucking truck. It leaves residue on a truck, and it leaves this shit. Right. So after this, after you know, it's theorized that. These guys start throwing... What happens if you eat vanadium? Probably nothing good. <laughs> I'm not even going to click it. Go on. So they they start to theorize that what this is is, a, is some type of marker for the, the craft, like a directional marker. Oh, that's But weird. Cop kind of thinks outside the box here. He's like, okay, well, maybe somehow there's something on this tombstone that's reflecting light from town. Which is kind of a long shot. I like that he's trying to eliminate natural occurrences. Right. So what's he do? He calls the power company and says, hey, tonight I want you to kill all the power to the entire town. (laughs) During the alien invasion. Right. They kill the power. Tombstone's still glowing. So they're like, what the fuck? What in the hell's going on? Now, as all this is going on, you know, they're, they're chasing these objects. They're, they're, investigating the cows the media it kind of gets some attention and goes in the media something strange starts to happen they start finding radar chaff leading right to mutilation sites now and they at this point they don't know that it's radar chaff they collect the samples and send it off. And they, I guess they end up contacting the military over it because someone must have assumed that it was radar chaff. What is radar chaff? It's used to block radar signals. I did not know that. Yeah. 
Weird. So check this out. It, you know, they turn it in. Which that would explain why people, or I mean, it could essentially explain why people couldn't see it. Well, check this out. This is where it gets, starts getting wishy-washy. So they find this chaff, they turn it over, and the Air Force says, hey, this is actually used in an experimental aircraft. <laughs> and this specific set of chaff is specifically used to block the nearby radar installation. But the question that I have, because they even end up finding radar chaff shoved in a fucking cow's mouth. And it's it's stuff specifically used for a nearby installation. Yes. So Ooh, that changes shit. My question is, is that at this point in time, because it's been in the media, at this point in time, is the military now trying to throw the guys off the course? Off the trail. Is yeah. I mean it could it could go one of two ways. Is the military trying to throw everybody off the course? Or are the aliens trying to throw people off the course by making them think that the military's involved? It's very possible. You I didn't think I mean? about it like that. I just took it as the military is starting to because you gotta remember, you have to remember that the original point of my story is to cover the Dulce deep underground military base. Yeah. Where it is said not only, you know, there are conflicting versions, but it's also rumored that this is a facility where aliens and humans are currently working together. And it's a base that nobody's supposed to know about. The entrance is actually in the side of a mountain, like they fly into the mountain. So it's a place they're, they're going to want to keep secret. So it could be the military putting that forward to throw people off of thinking it's aliens... Yeah. Or it could be the aliens putting that forward to throw people off thinking it's aliens. Yeah, either way, I feel like it They're both is... both pushing that the military is involved in some way. Yeah, I feel like it's a, like a smokescreen, nevertheless. Yeah. Especially, like, shoving it in the cow's mouth. That's, right. That's, a, that's yeah. pretty dramatic, if you ask me. Exactly. That's exactly where I'm at with pretty it. Pretty fucking dramatic. Well, they even... They, they, these in these investigators, they don't give up, so bless them for that. But they even start finding evidence that the cows were being just dropped off. And by dropped off, I mean there's literally not even cow tracks to where the cow's body that's is. Fucking weird. But I've heard that's not the first time I've oh, heard I that know. story. I know exactly. That's fucked up. You know they wouldn't find any any tracks from an animal. They wouldn't find the imprints in the ground anymore from the spacecraft. And what initially brings them to this conclusion is that in one of the locations specifically, they find sagebrush that is kind of mushed down and almost crispy like something had been fried on it. Like there's whatever, some immense heat that started to burn it. They also found that in the area there were cow patties that were super dry on top, but still moist on the bottom. So they assumed that there was a heat source. Yeah, that makes sense. So, and th and that's uh, that's kind of wrapping up the town for now. But that's just the town. That has nothing to do with my original story. 
that's, that's a good that is a good setup to the story. It's bizarre. I I, I mean, I, like is, I said, I'm makes... reading this shit, and I'm like, I have to talk about it because it gets fucking <laughs> insane. It really goes forward to make me wonder if there are legitimate hotspots like this on on the planet. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, guaranteed. Like your Skinwalker Ranch, like your Stardust Ranch, like your Sarasheena Hole, like your like like this right here. Were there all were there all of these occurrences that were happening to get them to put the military base on the spot? It's a good question. It's a good question. Because like you have like Area 51, for example, you have a military base there and you have all these sightings now. But does anybody know if there was all these sightings before the base was put there? That's a good question. Are they placing these military bases specifically in these locations because they're such a fucking hot spot? It, it would make it would, that would make the most sense to me now that you you present it that way. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking because like Sarashina, for example, they there there was history of them seeing weird lights all over the place before the military ever came in and began their excavation. So it's almost like the phenomena is there, then the military makes right. themselves makes themselves known, which makes. Like I said, it makes the most sense. It really does. I'm gonna, it really does. I'm going to go off course a little bit, but thinking about alien abductions and shit, I recently listened to an episode of Mysterious Universe, mm. and they were talking about broad daylight abductions in like a populated area, like you're in a group, and it is it has fucked me up since I listened to it. There was one I'm dumbfounded right now. case of this this woman. She was at a party and she woke up either back at her apartment or in like an Uber so many miles away. She did not remember leaving the party. She did not remember calling the cab or anything. So she thought she essentially may have been drugged or or something bizarre, you know? So she goes home, sleeps it off, gets up the next day, and she calls her friend she was there with, and she essentially was like, "What, what happened to me? You know, did you guys are supposed to be looking out for me. What happened? She's like, the friend stated that she had gotten up and told them she wasn't feeling well that she wanted to leave, and they didn't see her after that. So the theory that they're proposing is that when these abductions happen, so fucked up. that not only is the person essentially getting plucked out from the crowd that they're with, but they're also getting into the heads Hold that thought. of everybody else that's there. Hold that there. thought. <laughs> Let me find it here. Oh yeah, here we go. Because this, I, since we are pushing so close to 
our normal cutoff part. I'm gonna I'm gonna end the story here. But on the next episode, we are gonna pick up with a little bit of Paul Benowitz's story. And ironically enough, you say that. Well, which I'll reiterate in the next story. So I will end up saying this again. But Paul Benowitz ends up becoming in contact with this lady who claims that she's been she has witnessed cows being abducted in the area. She has also been her and her son have been taken themselves. Now, they end up talking this lady into be into getting regressed. So they start doing the regression after a couple months. They pry the story out of her. She claims that the aliens place some sort of implant into the bodies of her and her son. Through this device, the aliens could control their minds. <laughs> yep, and that's that's exactly what they were that's exactly what they were putting forth. And that's that... not even the craziest part of her story, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good. It gets so much worse. It's like not only are they affecting the person who's being abducted, they affect the brains of the people around them to think that what's happening in reality is just a normal thing. She didn't feel good. She went home when in all actuality she was, I think she was regressing. She remembers herself being lifted up and pulled out of the room of the party. She was, Oh, that gives me goosebumps. Yeah. So it was almost like they men in black, the entire room. Exactly. I, I, the more that I'm talking about it, I'm thinking about it and getting goosebumps. That's what that's what her reoccurrence was. That's terrifying. That she had gotten, she remembers when she was regressed, she remembers being lifted up and like floated out of the party. Oh, that, I'm actually have a lot of goosebumps right now. And I guess when they put her back, she was put back either in her apartment or in the Uber. I can't fucking remember because I was like, what in the fuck? But everybody at the party remembers her that. getting up. And leaving, not feeling good, and taking off. But in, rea- in reality, she was... I don't even like that. No, fuck no. It makes me think of like the missing 411 cases where people are Bro, in it... fucking groups with people. And then they just disappear. And people are like, I don't know. He was right behind us, but I don't know. But in that case, fucking anything could be anything. When you really think about it, <laughs> you're right. I mean, it's the worst possible. Yeah, it's horrible conclusion. to think about because if, if at that point they're willing, they're able to just essentially screen memory everyone in the the vicinity. Like who? Yeah, literally, we to could where be, you don't even question it. We could be getting screen memoried right the fuck now. Yeah, exactly. Where if I great let's let's say I wake up in the morning and I'm out in the middle of my yard and I'm like Kyle what in the fuck happened right now all you're gonna say is bro we recorded the podcast and you said hey I'm tired I'm gonna go sleep out in the yard or you said hey I'm tired I'm gonna go to bed and I'm like all right I'll go home yeah then I left and you got abducted yeah I wish I could remember their For episode a sweet rectal I don't exam. even I don't even remember the the episode number that but sounds it was, terrifying it was crazy if I've I find never it, heard. Anything like that before in my life. I'm going to have to start start finding cases. Because that... Fuck, I don't even know if I want to dig into it, though, to be honest no, with you. No, it's... There was one where, like, someone... Someone was abducted from a dinner party at an Applebee's. Fuck that. Or some shit like that. That's probably because Applebee's sucks. Yeah, and they're like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> 
The aliens are like, yo, we got you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that two for 20, dog. Let's get it. (laughs) But they said there was, oh, man, I don't even remember. Like, This sounds terrifying. I don't know. But it just made me think of that. Like, you can't even, even if you had a vague recollection, like, man, I'm in a spot where I'm not supposed to be. Let me check with my friends. And your friends are like, yeah, you weren't feeling too well. You decided to go home. You essentially wouldn't question it. You'd be like, all right, I'd had too much to drink or whatever, right. and I took a cab home. When, yeah, in reality, so, when you're regressed, you're getting fucking sucked up and pulled yeah, out. Yeah, and in real reality, if that ever happens to you, don't ask questions. Just roll with the theory. Just go back to bed. Yeah. yeah. That's what we always do, just go back to bed. It's, yeah, that's terrifying. Sorry I got. Sorry, I took a fucking tangent, but I'm glad it kind of tied in with yeah, it's what weird you're going to go into next it time. It definitely is weird that it tied in. Very fucking weird. I'll uh, yeah, I'll listen to it before we get together next time, and I'll try to recount some, or maybe I'll just bounce off of them and do an episode on it all its own because it's fucking terrifying, and I don't really want to think about it that much. But anyway, sick. Give it a good tie up tie up spot. Yeah, I think so. And it, I, it does. It it poses the question as to if this place was a hot spot well before. Oh, I'm sure it was. The military got it. Because, I mean, you got classic cattle mutilations. Classic UFO sightings. Oh, cool. That's cool. I'm looking forward to that next time. Right? Great. But anyway, we're going to wrap it up there. Kyle just gave me a little sneak peek into the future episode. There will clearly be a part two and probably more parts. Most likely. But until then... Hang out for the dumbs and uh, Mr. What is his name? Bill Schneider. Schneider. His encounters. We will be back next week with part two. Until then, check us out on our social medias. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Come and hang out with us. Call our new phone number. Leave us creepy shit. And stay safe. Stay weird. Um... And if you see a light cloaking UFO, don't shoot at it unless you know it's there.